and they deceived what was taking place here in Joshua 9. They deceived uh, the men or the people of Israel, and uh, because of their craftiness, they were able to work a deal. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to just talk about the, just the details of how they were crafty, what they did there. But you've got your Bible open to John, Joshua chapter number 9. Let's begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible says, And it came to pass when all the kings which were on this side of Jordan, in the hills and in the valleys and in the coast of the great sea over against Libyan, uh, Lebanon, <clears throat> and the Hittite and the Amorite and the, the, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hittite and the Jebusite heard thereof, that they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua, uh, with Israel, with one accord. And when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done unto Jericho and to Ai, they did work willy, uh, willingly uh, and went and made as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks upon their asses and wine and wine bottles, and old and rent and bound up, and old shoes and clouded upon their feet, and old garments upon them, and all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. Now, so what they're doing here is they're getting ready to set the mode for what's going to take place and deceive Joshua. And so these men in verse number one tells us that these, um, the Amorites, the, uh, the Hittites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites were all getting ready to go fight against Israel because of what took place in Jericho and because of what took place in Ai. They heard about what God had done for them and they wanted to attack. Now, Joshua, uh, is, is following the Lord, right? But in verse number three, there's the Gibeons, and they hear that what took place in Jericho and in Ai, and they didn't want to fight God's people. They didn't want to fight them. So let's continue to read in verse number six. And they went unto Joshua, into the camp of Gilgal, and said unto him, and to the men of Israel, when we be come from a far country, now therefore make ye a league with us. So let's stop for just a moment. Let's look, number one, at the, the, how they worked willingly. I, I don't even know how to say that word. I don't uh, exactly for sure. But that word means to work cunningly, uh, a cunningly manner, a sly manner, uh, behind the scenes, deceitful, deceitful work uh, that was taking place. So if you will, they worked deceit. That's what they did. In verse number four, they did work willingly and they made as if they were ambassadors. They, they deceived, they, they made themselves look like somebody they were not. And they went down there in verse number four. Uh, they said they took old, old sacks and their asses and wine bottles and old and rent and bound, old shoes and clouded upon their feet, old garments upon them, and all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. What did they do to deceive Joshua? In verse number six, they wanted to make a league with Joshua so Joshua wouldn't kill them. That's what they wanted to do. 
So they set the stage. They worked willing. Uh, they worked deceitfully. I'm going to use that word. They worked deceitfully against Joshua. Man, they they went to work. They disguised themselves. They dressed up like they were ambassadors. They took old bread. They they old bread, moldy, moldy old bread. Verse number five, dry and moldy old bread. Old garments, old shoes, old old sacks on their donkeys. Wine bottles, old and rent, bound up. Why did they do? Why did they go to such measures to be de- deceitful? They were scared. They didn't want to fight Joshua. How many times in this and today, just in general, people work themselves so deceitfully, uh, they lied about who they were. Yeah. I mean, and they, just, they were deceitful about what they did. They, they didn't uh, just completely sly. 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 Uh, just, just completely deceitful. You know, and honestly, on the church side of things, that's one of the worst things that can, we can do. That we can be deceitful, sly, work cunningly against each other. That is the worst thing that we can do. It hurts a church. It, it, it'll destroy a church faster than anything else if we, if we work against each other and we're sly against each other and deceitful against each other. And, you know, we're, uh, as, as we've said, we're a family. Family's not supposed to hate each other. Family's not supposed to work against each other. Family's not supposed to stab each other in the back. Family's not supposed to be deceitful against each other. Does sometimes that happen? A lot of times. A lot of times. Jealousy? Yeah. Only with pride cometh contention. Ah. And you're, you're upset, you're mad, you're jealous, you're, uh, this guy's getting the attention and I'm not. So you've got to be deceitful enough to knock him down a notch, you know? I mean, this is not what was taking place in this situation. They were just simply being deceitful about who they were. But may I, may I submit to us, sometimes we're deceitful about who we are. And are you a Christian? Don't be deceitful about it. Oh, no. Don't hide it. You know, you get out in this world, this world needs to know who you are. Yeah. I, we shouldn't be ashamed of, of who we really are. Uh, I, I'm not afraid to tell you that I'm a born-again Christian. Absolutely. You know what, uh, Brother Eddie? I'm not afraid to tell you that I'm a Kansas City Chief fan. Oh, Come on. Oh. I'm not afraid to tell you that. Look... And all you bulldogs out there, you're not afraid to tell a Port Natchez Indian, brother, that we're bulldog fans. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. And I'm not deceitful about it. But why is it when it becomes as a Christian that we've got to be deceitful about? We don't want anybody to know that we're Christians. We don't want anybody to know. We don't want anybody to find out that we go to church. Where do you go to church at? Shh, don't tell anybody. 
Sometimes we're deceitful on that part. You backbiting? Oh yeah. So in discord among the brethren? Yeah. That's right. And all that is sly and deceit and oh, yeah. that sowing discord and backbiting, man, that's that is the worst thing that we can do. Mm-hmm. Gossip. Mm-hmm. You know what you can tell a gossip? That if they're talking look, if they're talking about you, if they're talking about if they're talking to you about somebody else, then they're talking to somebody else about you. Yeah. That's what a gossip's gonna do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and even at that, you know, I would say gossip's wrong. But even more than that is tailbearing. You know what tailbearing is? It's the truth. And you know it's going to hurt somebody. Right. If you've got this thing that you know about somebody and you know it's going to hurt them and you know it's going to damage who they try to be and you go around telling a bunch of people, that's just as wrong as gossip is. Because our job is not to take take down. We're we're supposed to be family. We got to build up. Not be sly and deceitful and... Huh? Just look at social media. Social media is is an avenue right now that you know. As a kid, I didn't deal with. Now my my kids don't even understand that that uh, you didn't have Wi Fi. What? You didn't have a phone. I didn't have a phone, a computer, internet. Did you? Yes. You hold a phone like this, right? I ask a kid how they hold a phone now. It's like this. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Or like this. But it still hasn't changed from generation to generation. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's just a bigger avenue with social media because uh, someone can be affected on social media in just a moment. A kid can be bullied or uh, made fun of and deceit and, and can just happen in just a moment by a click of a button. Someone can say something and, uh, and it be all over the Internet. And now with the uh, videos, that videos can go viral. And a video can go viral in just a minute. There was a, a few years ago, oh man, that's been a long, that's been about three or four years ago, we had that family come sing for us, the Slate family that had six, six kids. She, her and her family one night was just sitting around the table, sitting around the house, and they were singing a song on the piano. And they posted it on the internet, and it went viral. I mean, and what, a, what a, I don't even understand how that happens. But it had millions of people watch it. And this, the, the lady told us that she had to delete her Facebook because there were so many people that were after her because of that video that they made. Just, I think their dad, someone had, someone had passed away and they were singing, what a day that will be. And it just went, and it just exploded. And I mean, just, it went viral. In just a moment, um, but just a moment, Someone can say something, and we talked about this. I, I don't know. We said this a couple weeks ago or the other day. But words are something you can't take back. Yeah. 
Words hurt. Words are painful. And uh, you're deceitful and you gossip and you talk about people. It hurts. Well, why'd she take it down? Because, because she had so many people that she didn't even know that was on her Facebook. And they were sending her messages and it just, it just got overcome with, with the amount of people that were after trying to talk to her. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. The prince of the power of the air. Satan is. That's right. That's right. That's right. We have to watch our tongue. Our tongue can be hurtful. It can be hurtful. There's people in this room, there's people in this world that we've hurt by just saying something, whether you meant it, whether you did it on purpose, whether you wanted to hurt them or not. Like there are times even, even just my tone um, it come, may come across offensive. And it's important that we are careful that we're not deceitful, that we don't tear each other down, that we're, we act and say what we ought to. It's hurtful. Things you can't take back. But that deceit of those men, man, that's, they put on a show. What was it? Jacob and Esau, right? Which Jacob's the one that put on the, put on the fur coat and went in and deceived his daddy to get the, what, the birthright or the blessing. Which one was it? I can't ever remember which one was it. The birthright. And he went in and deceived his daddy and had that, put that big coat on and made himself act like his brother. And he said, you sound like your brother. No, 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 that's not me. And uh, he put on the whole dog and pony show so that he could deceive his own dad. We got to be careful about deceiving people in here, deceiving how we live our lives, uh, how we live our lives, not be deceitful. And then also with our mouth, we've got to be careful about what we say with our mouth. Anybody have any thoughts or questions? He does. He does. You talk long enough. You know, you're going to say things. You're going to say things. You're going to say things that you ought not, right? So he worked. They worked deceitfully, if you will. Then number two, let's look at the words of their deceit. Not only did they work deceitfully, but they had words of deceit. Verse number six, we already read. So let's read verse number seven. And the men of Israel said unto the Hivites, peradventure... Uh, ye dwell among us, and how shall we make league with you? So Israel says, we can't make league with you because you live, you live beside us, okay? And they said unto Joshua, we are thy servants. And Joshua said unto them, who are ye? And from whence come ye? Well, he says, well, we're your servants. And he said, well, wait a minute. Well, who are you and where did you come from? And verse 9, and they said unto him, from a very far country, thy servants are come because of the name 
of the Lord thy God, for we, heard, we have heard the fame of him and all that he did in Egypt. And all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites, which were that were beyond Jordan, to Sihon and the king of Heshbon, and the and to Og the king of Bashan, and uh, which was at Astaroth. Wherefore our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spake to us, saying, "Take victuals with you for the journey, and go to meet, and say unto them, We are your servants. Therefore now make league, make ye a league with us." This is our bread we took hot from our provision out of our houses of the day. On the day we came forth and, and to go to unto you. But now, behold, it's dry and it's moldy. And these bottles of wine which, were, which we filled were new. And behold, they be rent. And these are garments and our shoes are become old by reason of a very long journey. And the men took of their victuals and asked... Uh, and, and, and the men took of their victuals and asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. Let's stop there. Let's talk about their words. What did they lie about? Everything. What did they lie about? Well, let's get specific. What did they lie about? The long journey. The long journey. That's absolute, absolutely a false lie. Absolutely a lie. They lied about their long journey. What else did they lie about? Their clothes and their shoes, they were, not, they were not messed up because of the journey. They, in verse number two, uh, verse number three, uh, verse number four, they, they did that on purpose to make it look like they'd been on a long journey. They tore up their shoes and tore up some bottles and tore up all that stuff. What else did they lie about? The bread and the wine. They, they, they on purpose got this bread and wine that were wasted, that were toasted, that were that, that wasn't no good. They lied about they lied about where they come from. They lied about their clothes. They lied about their food. What else did they lie about? Wanted to be serpents. Wanted to be serpents. You're right. They lied about they lied about who they wanted to be. They didn't want to be servants. They were trying to escape the mighty hand of God. They were trying to escape the, the sword of Joshua. They lied. What else did they lie about? Do you suppose that they did hear about God? I suppose they heard about God, but I don't think that was the reason why they came. I think they lied about the idea of them wanting to be believers because they made it seem as if they wanted to be a believer with Israel. We heard what he did. That's right. They're right. Do you know there are people who will come into church and pretend that they want to get saved and pretend they want to be a part of church and pretend they want to do something in church there, there are people that are deceitful enough to do that kind of stuff. Yes. There are people deceitful enough to pretend long enough. Yeah. To get, to get their hands on whatever they can get their hands on. People, there are sometimes people deceitful enough to do that kind of thing. But they lied about who they were, where they were, uh, where they were headed, why they were headed, 
uh, where they come from. I mean, they lied about every single thing to deceive Joshua. But I'm going to tell you, Satan is the ultimate deceiver. He's going to lie to you about who he is and where he is and where he comes from and what he has to offer because everything Satan has to offer is no good. You think for just a moment that he would have told Eve the truth, Eve would have ever took of that fruit. Hey, Eve, if you come over here and eat of this fruit, you're going to die. And you're going to have to bear children. And you're going to have to have the pain of that. And, and you're going to have to, you're going to have to die. I mean, you think about that. He never told her the truth. He lied to her. And still today, Satan is the master deceiver. And he wants to deceive us about sin and make you think it's okay. And make you think it's, it'll last a little bit. If people could only see the results of wrong. Sometimes I want to sit down with young people that are headed in the wrong direction and say, look, the road ahead is not what Satan wants you to think it is. It's not. The Bible says that there is a way that in Proverbs, there is a way that seemeth right unto the man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. We think we've got it handled, we can do it, we can do our own thing and, and do your own sin. When sin is finished, it bringeth forth Death. Sin might be fun for a season. Sin might, might give you joy. Sin might uh, help you out a little bit. Uh, but eventually the joy is going to run out. And all that it helped you out is going to be gone. And all that's going to be wasted. And then you'll have to pay for it. That deceit. He deceived them. It's just like the work of Satan. He's deceitful and he'll lie if the truth sounded better. You ever been fishing? Oh, yeah. You should have seen that fish I caught, man. Oh, yeah. Your fish story ever get bigger? Oh, yeah. See, the truth will make you free. If you tell one lie, you've already figured out what's going to happen if you have to tell the next lie. Right. How to get out of the other lie because that lie didn't work out like you, you needed have it a good to. Memory. Hmm. And here's the deal. Just tell the truth because you don't have to remember right. what you said. That's right. truth the truth is always the truth. You don't have to remember what you... Oh, what did I tell him I did? What did I tell her yeah, I did? Right. Where, where did I tell you I was? What, where did I tell you I was this morning? Mm-hmm. Right, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, don't have to, you don't have to make it up if it's the truth. Right. I was always taught as a kid, even if the truth hurts, and if the truth is going to be exposing yourself, still tell the truth. There were times in my life as a kid, I got in trouble for telling a lie. Every time I got caught in a lie, I'd had to get in trouble. A lot of times, as a kid growing up, I had to eat soap. You ever did that before? Oh. Oh. 
But if I told the truth and it was something I wasn't supposed to do, sometimes I wouldn't get in trouble because I told the truth. The truth. The truth. Sometimes, the tr- all, I'm sorry, the, all the time, the truth needs to be told. But it needs to start in the home. Absolutely, it needs to start in the home. Absolutely. Absolutely. The truth is important. The truth is important. Hmm. Well, they say about the, the, that uh, the, a lie will make its way around the world while the truth is still putting its pants on. <laughs> a lie travel fast. And a lie can hurt. Truth can hurt. But the truth is the right way. Any thoughts? Any questions? What words? Why do they have to lie? They were going to face the judgment. They were going to get killed by Joshua. That was exactly what was going to take place. That's right. They lied to lie to lie to lie to lie. Hmm? You know, y'all were on vacation, and one reason that Wednesday night, this couple pulled up to the front there. Mm hmm. She had a wheelchair in the back. Mm-hmm. They were wanting money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they, they drove from Port Arthur to here. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. we don't have no money. I said, but you're more than welcome to come in for the service and everything. <laughs> they were driving a fairly new car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what they did? Turn around and left. Oh, yeah. They were going to come in here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was in my uh, son-in-law's uh, car one time, uh, and this woman come up to her, to him with driving a Lexus, brand new Lexus, asking for money for gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a brand new Lexus. Don't you do it? That, that, that car. You know how much that car costs. <laughs> Well, your phone rings. I don't know about yours, but my phone, my phone will go off at least two to at least twice a day. Somebody trying to lie and deceive me to get me to buy something. People will work overtime to tell a lie, to tell a lie. Mm. All right, anybody else? Any other thoughts or questions? I got one last point and we'll go home. Anybody? Now, number one, we looked at the work, the worked, not the work, the work of the deceit, the words of deceit, and the, lastly, the wrecking of the deceit.
Joshua wrecked it. You say, what do you mean? Look in verse number 14. I personally feel like this is a pretty sad verse. But And the men took of their victuals and asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. And Joshua made peace with them, and they made a league with them to let them live, and the princes of the congregation swear unto them. They made a league with these men from Gibeon. But verse 14 says, And they asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. They didn't ask God. He did not ask God whether or not to yoke up with these people. He didn't ask God. He didn't seek the counsel of God. He didn't seek God. Uh, what do you need us to do? What do you want us to do? Should we, oh, should we believe these guys? Should we not believe these men? They, he didn't do it. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that there's, there's a safety in the multitude of counselors. We need to surround ourselves with counselors that help give us direction. A multitude of counselors. He didn't ask nobody. He didn't ask the Lord. You're talking about Joshua. Joshua. The men of God. The men right there. They did not ask. In verse 14, it says they didn't ask. The men did not ask. Did not ask. <coughs> they asked not the counsel at the mouth of the Lord and the men. And then Joshua made peace with them. We will make wrong decisions and we'll do things we shouldn't do because we don't seek God's counsel. Right. That's right. You ask God about that? We will make decisions and not even begin to put God in the equation mm -hmm. and then wonder why things go away. Right. Well, I wonder what happened there. Well, maybe we should have asked God. Because they went down the road, and guess who the next town was? These boys. Because they lied, and they were deceitful. What do you think God would have told him? <coughs> what do you think God would tell us? Do you seek God in everything that you do? Every decision you make? I want to know that I've made a right decision. Trusting God, believing God, truly asking God to give me the leadership to know exactly what to do. Is that how you want to live your life? Do things your own way. Which one? Your own way? Or ask God's counsel. We can say until we turn black and blue, we want to seek God. But, being human, we're going to try to do it our way. Mm -hmm. You can't have both. Uh -uh. So let me ask you this. It's true. It's true. Many times we'll just make a decision and go. Let me ask you this and I'll, I'll be done. How... How, okay, so I've got to make a decision. 
right now. I, I need to make a decision right this minute. Um, how can I make that decision? How do you seek God? Go ahead. How do you seek God? How do you seek the counsel of God? Okay. So you pray? Anything else? What else you do? And you wait? But you don't have time to wait. <laughs> so you need to make a decision right now. That's what you said. I do. I do. Well, make up your mind. I do need to make it. Uh, now, I'm asking you, what do you, what, what would you do? What do you do if you got to make a decision? Go ahead what do you, and make what do, you do? decision and I hope it's the right one. <laughs> well, did you ask the Lord? No. <laughs> okay. So there we go. So now we've got three different things. Just four different things. Just do it and just whatever, right? Right. Hope for the best. Hope for the best. Pray. Right. Wait and read. Right. Search scriptures. What else? What else do you do? You ever ask advice? You ever go to someone for counsel? Oh, no. Never? I ain't asking nobody because I don't want nobody telling me what to do. They're as useless as tits on a board. No, come on. <laughs> do you go to count? Do you have counselors? I don't. Are you somebody's counselor? So how do you give somebody else counsel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I do not like to make an on-the-moment decision. I don't. I don't care what it is. I don't care what we're doing. I do not like to make. All right, you want to do that? Okay, let's do it. No, nope, I want to sit and I want to think. And I want to make sure that I'm making the right decision. I don't, I don't care if it's just... Um, <clears throat> now, be sure you're saying what you really mean. I'm being serious. You can ask my wife. I don't... There are times I'm like, let's do it. And there are times I'm telling you, I, if it's a major decision in my life that's going to affect my family, I'm not making it today. Right. Right. I'm saying that. I'm going to wait. And I'm going to pray. And I'm going to read my Bible. And I'm going to seek God's face. And I'm going to wait. And I'm going to ask some counsel. That's what I'm going to do. And I won't make a decision. I will not make a decision that will affect, that is a life-changing decision without doing those things. How many times have you done that and God said, no, let's not do that. And that's against what you wanted to happen. A bunch. Honestly? Yes. As far as what I wanted to happen, compared to what God actually told me to do? Yeah. Hmm. Don't lie. I don't really know. I mean... Um, you know it happens. Well, I mean, the decision, especially with it being a life-changing decision um, or something, you know, I'd say life-changing. It's not life like we're going to change the color of this carpet in here. <laughs> you know, that 
commendation is for the church and to pray about it and, and seek God's face about that, to get the funds for it, okay? But just to say, and do we want to go here, Justin? Yeah, let's just go ahead. I know Brother Blackie's filling out the papers right now, but that's okay. And come and short of the glory of I, God. Absolutely. I mean, there's been times I've made decisions like, what did you do that for, you dummy? Of course. Absolutely. I'm not perfect. I make stupid decisions all the time. Ask my wife. She'll tell you. She has a list of them at the house. Well, but anyways. Look. <laughs> but but it, when it comes to a major decision in my life, I want to make sure that I'm, that I'm following the Lord. Not Trenton. Because I'm dumb, okay? I need the wisdom of God. I need the wisdom of someone who's been there and done that and gone there. That's what I need. And so when I want that, I have to go to God. And I have to go to the book. And I have to go to my counselors. Because I, I don't want to mess up. Make, I, especially with a life-changing decision. In a way. Pulling the trigger and going. I mean, come on. Man, get up and I want to go to the store. I, I don't sit there and wait and pray and ask counselors if I should go to the store in the morning. Come on now. I mean, when it comes to... when You know what I'm talking about, right? Just a life-changing major decision. I mean, we decided to move to Texas, right? Mm -hmm. Before I did all that, there was a lot of praying going on before I decided to move to Texas. Not only was there praying going on, but I asked counsel what I should do. And I waited. So the counsel was another preacher? Yeah. Yeah. Preachers. I don't like to just use one. I like to talk to multiple preachers. Again, that's like using a commentary. That's somebody else's opinion. It is somebody else's oh, opinion. Yeah. I think all of you need to pack up and head to Texas. But if they're supposed to be right with God and men of God, then they're not going to just get shout out some silly little opinion about whatever. They're going to try to get... I, I didn't ask them, well, should I move to Texas or not? That's not what I asked them. You know, that was, that, the, the conversation is, you know, what, what do you think about this? What is your opinion about this? You know, what, is, what do you think about this? And I need counsel. Yeah. I do. The Bible says there's safety in the multitude of counselors. I, I mean, I will always be that way. I mean, and I don't, and I don't use my peers as my counsel. Right. I don't use anybody my age, anybody my age, for a council. They don't. The council that I get are from older preachers right. who've been in the ministry for years. Right. That's the council. That's the council. You understand you understand that? Yeah. Okay. In spite of everything I do. <laughs> okay. All right. Anybody else? Any thoughts, questions? Good, good get over. 
I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you could come to a church that was bankrupt. I mean, just trying to and trying to build it up, and it, that's hard, you know. I mean, that that was a hard decision. I mean, huh? I prayed him to go over there. You know? That was a, that wasn't no overnight thing. It's true. It's true. You know, we had been praying, honestly, Miss Stacy and I had been praying um, since 2016. We began to pray that God would lead us to the right place. I did, I did not send out a million resumes. I never, I never sought after a church. I didn't. I didn't send out a bunch of resumes, but just asked God to lead us to the right place, and God did. We sought after you. <laughs> yes, sir. I remember the first time I ever talked to Brother Blackie. Your, your name is What? <laughs> Blackie Arabic. He ain't no more black than I am. <laughs> and I thank the Lord, and I thank the Lord uh, for bringing us here. I, I love Southeast Texas. I'm so thankful he did. But I just absolutely want to follow the Lord in everything we do. I really do. We are. We are. We absolutely are. All right. Anybody else or any th- other thoughts? Miss Stacy, did you, you had your hand raised? What did you? I think that, like, for us, like, for instance, when we moved here, there was, this, like, a list of things that we were specifically praying for that needed to happen for us to know that this was God's will for our lives. And the Bible talks about putting out a fleece and Him answering that. And so we shouldn't be afraid of being very specific in, like, okay, God, if you want me to do this, can you please let this, this, and this right. kind of thing? So that we know that it is from the Lord. And then we need to be careful with who we ask counsel for. I have a, I have several people that I go to for counsel, but I have a friend that if I want to hear what I want to hear, like I'm like I'm gonna call her. She'll tell me what I like. Go ahead and do it the way you want to do. But if I know, okay, I need to call this person because she's gonna give me real advice and what I should do because she's older and she's you know been in this kind of thing. And so you need to be careful with who you go to for advice. And if you want to do what you want to do, you don't call nobody. You just do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't care. Let's do it. Let's go. I don't need nobody telling me what to do. Let's get her done. <laughs> I mean, what is Gideon? Was it Gideon that put out the fleece? God, if it's if it's dry in the morning, I can't remember what happens first. If it's dry in the morning, uh, you know, we'll go. Okay, and then it was dry, and then he said, okay, God, if it's wet in the morning, then I'll go. Um, and, and, you know, asking God specifically, and I really, I really don't think there's anything wrong with asking God for specific things so that you can make the right decision. But Joshua, he did not seek God's counsel. And because of that, he yoked up with the Gibeonites rather than not. But how important is it for us to, to uh, seek God's counsel? Let me ask that question and I'll be done because I've done one over and you guys are ready to go home. So look, how important is it for you to, for you to ask God's counsel in your life? Very important. First thing we got to realize, we're not very smart. We need God's help. We do. I mean, we can't, we can't just jump out there and just say, hey man, I'm smart enough. I can't. I got it. We don't. You know, we don't know what's going to happen down the road. Yeah. You know, if we were smart, we'd know what happened.